Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live.
Power, peace and power, people. Welcome to On Point Radio tonight. I am your host, Mr. I Can't Believe He Said That. And tonight, on Believe That, we're going to tackle the topic. The topic at hand is white privilege. You know, is that, does it really exist? Is it a myth? You know, are there really differences in, you know, the social race dealings? You know, if it does exist, how and why? And what can we do to change it? So now, we got a problem. We're going to have some uh, opinions Hopefully, we're going to come up with a solution, right? But, you know, it's a lot of people out here that don't believe there's a such thing as the white privilege. I don't know why. Case case in point, just right now on the news, you have this uh, famous producer. I think his name is Weinstein. All of a sudden, he's accused of groping and touching all of these women. All these women are coming out of the woodworks, talking about, yeah, he touched me, he did this, he did that. All of a sudden, he in Europe, though. As soon as the allegations came out, my man got packed, hopped on a plane, went to Europe. soon as the allegations were made against Bill Cosby, he had to surrender his passport. They started monitoring him right away. So, would you consider that to be white privilege? We've seen on several podcasts, newscasts, and YouTube, non-black Americans and violent situations, and the police arrive, and they talk them through it. And you've seen depictions of severe police brutality 
against the brothers and sisters when they don't comply with what the cop says immediately. And the first thing that you hear right before shots are fired is, he got a gun. What's that about? When you see certain white Americans have their gun in hand and you still don't approach them with deadly force. You want to calm him down. You want him to think about, you know, his wife, his kids, you know, the children's college fund. See, this is something that I can't stand. It's bothering me. It's been bothering me for a while. How is it that you have a man it was on, we, we did a show about it a while ago. I, I made reference to it. Man killed his wife, killed his daughter. Right? Went to kill himself. When they depict him on the news, they got him showing him in a family portrait, smiling and laughing. They had a black man that was only accused of stealing. They got him looking like he got beat up and looking like who shot John. So is it a difference in how we're portrayed in the media? Now, we all know what the media is, right? We all look at, you know, if you don't know, when they say it's a PR movement, overstand this. PR means propaganda rollout. Propaganda rollout. Something else that's precedent that makes you think about the white privilege. This was a country concert in Las Vegas where, what was it, 58 people were shot, killed, you know, to lose lives is senseless regardless. But there's 58 people at a concert compared to what's going on across this country of ours with all the brothers and sisters that are being murdered at the hands of authorities. And if you dig deep into the Las Vegas shooting, Now, I'm going to break it down for you. If anybody has never been to Las Vegas, I have. If you haven't been to Las Vegas, you've been to a casino. They have a security team in each casino that watches everything from the front door to the back door. The only place they can't, well, we won't say can't, not supposed to have footage is in the restaurant. But if they see you making eye contact with someone, whispering to somebody, or doing anything of that nature that sends a flag to them, and they'll send somebody over there, oh, investigate that. So you mean to tell me you ain't see a man checking in with all of this luggage, 
all of this ammo going up to his hotel room. And the kicker is he is supposedly shot a security guard before he started shooting outside of his window. Think about that. Now, he shot a security guard on his floor where there's cameras. Didn't kill a security guard, but he shot him. So you mean to tell me this security guard wasn't on the radio, screaming and yelling, asking for help, calling for backup? Another thing is he shot all these rounds out of two windows, one man, once again, one man. But there are no shells in his room, no casings. Damn good shot. Because you never know where a case is going to land. See, this country of ours plays the game with you. If there's anything precedent in the black community that we are starting to unite over or think about, or you, you see it's getting a lot of airplay, isn't it ironic how something else overshadows that or they try to overshadow it in the news? to dumb you down, to make you think about what's going on. All week long, instead of them talking about the injustices that is continuously going on towards black people in this country, what was on there? What every commercial you saw was about, oh, the new season of Empire, stars, and then what happened in Vegas. They want everybody to band together, pray for Vegas, pray for Vegas. I know I'm going to get some flack for it. I know it. I know it. But you know what? I'm sorry. No, then again, I'm not sorry. Fuck Vegas. I want to pray for my brothers and sisters that go outside of their house every day that they don't know if they're going to make it back in. That's what I'm praying for. I want to pray for the brothers and sisters out here that may be walking or driving alone, that may be doing everything right, that have a legal permit to carry their firearm, but still get shot in their car in front of their girlfriend or their kid. I want to pray for the brothers and sisters out here that are getting these heavy doses of these drugs that they bringing into this country that's making them act crazy so these cops can shoot them and kill them. See, remember, drugs was never a problem as long as it was in the hood. Drugs became a problem when white America started coming to the hood to get them, when drugs hit Wall Street. They've always been in corporate America, people. That's who first started getting high. They just hit it. But I'm going to touch on what's going on with the white privilege. Now, you have a lady by the name of, according to Peggy uh, McIntosh, whites in Western societies enjoy advantages that non-whites do not experience as an invisible package of unearned assets. White privilege denotes 
both obvious and less obvious passive advantages that white people may not recognize they have, which distinguishes it from overt bias or prejudice. These individual culture affirmations of one's own worth presume greater social status and freedom to move by work, play, and speak freely. The effects can be seen in professional, educational, and personal contexts. The concept of white privilege also implies the right to assume the university, oh, I'm sorry, universe, universality of one's own experiences, marking others as different or exceptional while perceiving oneself as normal. So they figure they should get away with that. There's been cops recorded pulling over past pulling people over on the highway and have made snarl remarks like, Oh, go ahead, you can reach for your wallet. No, 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 I've seen I've seen people get killed. Ah, no, you don't have anything to worry about. We only kill black people. You saw the news. We only kill black people. We don't kill white people. But that's what they do. They want to depict us and make us, they, they throw it right in front of our faces. So my question is, how can we reverse the white privilege? Is it even possible? Now, I got a partner on the line which is the CEO of our network. And me and him be on the same vibe on most accords. Hey, Mr. On Point, what what do you think about the white privilege? Um, I've I've been known to say it, man. Uh, First of all, peace and power, Ken. Um, Hot topic, you know, um, controversial topic. But I know you you ain't gonna shy away from that. You know what I mean? That's what's up. I've been known to say that, you know, there's a law, two different laws out here. One for them, one for everybody else. You know? Um I experienced it in the court system. And I got locked up. I mean, you let the white boy sit there and wait for his family. And that's me and two other black brothers, they raised our bell and slipped us on the uh, cheese bus, the white cheese bus at that. I mean, the American cheese bus. <laughs> How about that? I mean, um, so I, that that's when it really got, you know, ugly for me. When it got, it got real, you know. Um, I've experienced it in college. Where a white girl called me nigga twice, same white girl, different date. I mean, and I wanted to trash her, but, you know, man don't hit women. But, you know, rather than that, you know, it's a mental warfare. I just had to let her know she's more nigga than I could ever be. Um, but I was told by the black dean 
and I said or did anything out of context, they would have kicked me out. Not her. So, I mean, this is not a question. The only people who had the question with this, I heard the story of Mike Dicker saying black people haven't been oppressed over the last hundred years. I've read about that. I saw on the paper today a Temple student female was shot by the cops because apparently on the trip to Miami or something like that, I don't know the whole story. I didn't read the paper. Right? It was just the front page. Um, uh, apparently she rammed into the police car or something like that, and then they shot and killed her. I don't know the whole story, but it was a Temple student, black woman. You know what I mean? Um, we always see black cops, you know, do something dumb, and they instantly get, you know, put in jail. We see white cops do something dumb, even a murder and they get off. So, and the only people, the only black people that question this is the Uncle Toms who feel like they done made it or feel like, you know, um, they really have an equal opportunity with these cats. You know, it's Uncle Toms like that, man. You know, Uncle Ruckus got to be, there's always going to be an Uncle Ruckus. You know what I'm saying? So, in that situation, I got to be Huey. I mean, I got to be Riley. You know, I got to be Grandpa. I can't be Uncle Ruckus, but there's always going to be an Uncle Ruckus out there. There's always going to be a kiss-ass, a suck-up, you know, an Uncle Tom, an Uncle Ben, whatever you want to call them. There'll always be one of them. They exist. And they exist that that to do just what they're supposed to do, and that be that token black. You know, that token black that say, see, we're not racist. See, it's not us. Look at this guy. And then, you know, eventually they strip his ass, too, and then he get a rude awakening. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I agree with you 110%, 120%. Bro. It, it's, it's definitely uh, a different playing field. Not a level playing field. Definitely it's a different playing field for them versus everyone else. You know? No, and you know what's odd, though? I notice how you know, we've touched on this before. If you notice, everybody, all all you hear uh, from these uh, white Anglo-Saxons and white supremacists is they want to make America great again. When they were in control and power, more or less, you know what I mean? More or less, they just saying they want slavery back. Right? Now, you had, like you said, there's some brothers and sisters out here that think they above those actions. You know, they think they've come into their own. They think they have arrived. You know, they want to say, like, you know, like, just say, for instance, Will Smith. Oh, he gets $20 million a movie. Yeah, $20 million. That's nice. But somebody's paying him. See, he's still a worker. He's not a boss. You know what I mean? See, and then we get we get confused because, you know, we see it on social media, and you've seen it. Oh, I'm a boss. I'm a boss. I'm a boss. But shit, bosses get fired. When you going to be an owner? When are you going to put forth the effort to put down the foundation to build some shit, to employ your bro- our brothers and sisters, and uplift 
all of us. But you know why that won't happen? Because as soon as you try to do that, there's so many people think, I can do a better job than him. See, this is one of now. I'm, I'm gonna put I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this on the table. All right, this is why the on point movement is so instrumental. Okay, we know who the boss is, who the owner is, who put this thing together. One thing for certain, two things for sure, unless it's absolutely positively necessary, he never pulls rank. Everybody has their own say-so, and we are our own leaders in this organization. See, that's why we click and gel so well. Like minds think alike. Now, could any one of us probably go out and do our own thing? Probably. But we come together collectively and we stay together because we see the agenda that they're trying to put forth on us and we don't like it. See, if you've got a bunch of little spirit fingers running out there, ain't nothing going to get accomplished. But see, together we make a fist. And you could do a lot more damage with a fist than you can with a finger. So, people, I need you all to be on point with this on-point movement and understand one of the ways that we have to learn to combat this white privilege, you got to beat them at their own game. You have to know the laws which govern wherever you are. That way, because most of the police don't know the laws. I was pulled over by a cop. He said my tail light was out. I know damn well my tail light wasn't out. Because I had just got finished getting in my car and inspecting my vehicle to make sure all my turn signals and everything was working. That was just something I was doing on a humbug. So he put on his lights and pulled me over. And he said, license and registration. I said, for what? He said, you have a tail light out. I said, a tail light? Is that an emergency? He said, no, but it's against the vehicle code. I said, where? I said before, a police officer puts on his lights. He's only supposed to do that in an emergency situation. A taillight is not an emergency situation. So you, right then and there, have violated your law that you're supposed to uphold. He said, well, I still need to see. No, you don't. I said, you need to show me where my taillight is out. And as I proceeded to get out of the vehicle, he said, 
oh, you can't get out of the vehicle, and he put his hand on his firearm. I said, wait, wait. Put the one hand out the window and opened the door so he could see my hands. Now, some will say, oh, yo, you crazy the way it's going on down here. But not too crazy because while I was doing this, there was a lot of people looking. Not saying that that makes a difference anymore, but it was a lot of people looking. And it was more it was more of us than them, but it was a lot of them out there. And I had my hands up the whole time, and I walked to the back of my vehicle. I said, what taillight is out, sir? Oh, well, it was out when I pulled you over. I said, okay, sir. Am I being detained? Is something wrong? You said the taillight was out, and it's not out. So I'm free to go. Is that correct? And he said, yes. See, you got to watch what they do. They do anything and everything to provoke you and to try to get you in certain situations. But when you learn the law as far as driving, any laws of your area, and you stand firm on it, most of them don't know. And they will back down. And if they choose not to back down, it is your right to ask for a supervisor. You have to know what you're privy to do because it's obvious they know what they're privy to do. So before we go any further, I'm going to get into this little track right here I got for y'all. You know what I mean? And then we're going to come back with the following, and then we're going to check out, see if we got some people out here that want to talk to me tonight. If not, you know, now before I go go into that, when I come back, I got to go to my man, DJ Chill, because, you know, he got, I know he got something to say. I just know it. But uh, vibe out with this with me, would you? Thank you. 
chill and get this following. All right. I want I want you to understand this here. There was a lady, uh Gina Crosley Cochran, and her Huffington Huffington Post article explaining white privilege to a broke white person says that she initially was hostile to the idea that she had white had a white privilege. Okay? initially believing my white skin didn't do shit to prevent me from experiencing poverty until she was directed to read Peggy McIntosh's Unpacking the Invisible Knapsack. Now, according to Crossley Cochran, the concept of intersectionality recognizes that people can be privileged in some ways and definitely not privileged in others. Other writers have noted that the academic-sounding concept of white privilege sometimes elicits defensiveness and misunderstanding among white people, in part due to how the concept of white privilege was rapidly brought into the mainstream spotlight through social media, campaigns such as Black Lives Matter. Now, you have Corey Weinberg, a writer, for the inside higher ed has also stated that the concept of white privilege is frequently misinterpreted 
by non-academics because it is an academic concept that has been recently recently been brought into the mainstream. Academics interviewed by Weinberg who have been otherwise studying white privilege undisturbed for decades have been taken aback with the seemingly sudden hostile from the right-wing critics since 2014. See, there's a lot of... See, see how they do their homework? They do their homework. They investigate. They do little studies. You don't even realize you're being studied. They program you. They study the things that you watch, like tonight. I'm sorry. I might think I got a great topic, right? The masses might think I have a great topic. But guess what, y'all? I'm going up against Empire, Stars, and I think it's a couple basketball games out there. Now, you out here, you out here rooting, chanting for these people that don't give a damn about you. They just want you to tune in to get the ratings. I want you to tune in so you can get the message, so that you can wake up. Maybe it might not help you directly. Maybe it might be something that any one of the hosts on On Point says. That's why you need to tune in. It may be something that your friend, your family could be going through. If you tune in um, on point, I guarantee you one day you'll be able to say, hey, you know what? They was talking about something like this a couple days ago or last night. Yo, why don't you try this? And see if it works for them. And then since you've given that advice to listen to on point, why don't you take it and see what on point can do for you? Yeah. Hey DJ Chill, you got something you need to say out there? Yeah, man. I mean, this is one heck of a daggone topic, man. But if you realize, <sighs> Caucasians always get privileges. Look at the box seats. How many bad people you see in a box seat at a daggone football game or a basketball game or even a hockey game? And 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 and, and um, problem is we. We not allowed to even associate unless we had a special pass. And you see all these privileges that they get, especially when it comes down to kids' football. They really going crazy with that. They take advantage of it, matter of fact, because everybody get money. They betting. Now, who's the best person to be a broker? A white person or a black person? And um, it's just crazy because of the fact that people already see not us in charge of anything. So why do you get special privileges to own a dang on Home Depot or a mall? Well, what's that about? We still can't even catch up. The day I see a whole mall full of black stores and the mall owner is black is the day I'd be like, yo, hold up, man. <laughs> Something just happened to the world. Because if it happened, it's, it's like That'll be a strange day, and I don't think it would actually happen. 
unless we bold enough to buy our own property where we could own something like that, and we crazy enough to sit there and um let people of our own kind hold it down without stealing from us. Because, you know, that's the issue, too. No matter what we do, we always have to steal from each other. Why is that? What you just said right there was very instrumental, right? Now, I want you to think about this, all right? Because I'm going to touch with Mr. One Point about this, too. See, when you get an inner-city football team, right, you know, I'm, I'm from North Philly, right? So say say you got a inner-city football team, you know, from 7th and Wallace, okay? 7th and Wallace. And they go up against a Little League Pop Warner team from Hatboro Horsham. Who you think is going to have their better equipment? You know how in certain cases, like, you might have to, we, like, if I'm a coach, I might have to go rent a van if I'm not lucky enough to have a van to transport my kids. But I might have to rent a van. Or I might have to infringe on the parents to bring their kids to the game. But these other kids, from our Hatboro Horsham, they got their own school bus. When they come, they got coaches, assistant coaches, they got trainers, cheerleaders. I ain't saying we don't have cheerleaders because that's one thing that we do do. We have cheerleaders at most of the games. But the uniforms, their uniforms look like professional uniforms. They look like they're on a collegiate level as far as uniforms. They got home uniforms, away uniforms. They got special event uniforms. Our kids usually have maybe one or two. But the politicians that's in our neighborhood that's doing the funding, they riding around looking real regal and real royal, taking our hard-earned money (coughs) and not giving it to the community. Also, also, when you said, you know, us having our own black mall, wow, that would be something, wouldn't it? But think about this. But think about this. With the new era, if it ain't no Gucci or Prada or some Italian designer that's already a millionaire, Store in there, who's coming to shop? There's nothing to put a mall full of black stores together. But are we going to get the revenue to pay the rent? That's due. Are we going to bring in the crowds? That's the problem. Now, see, if we call it, if we don't call it a mall and we call it a flea market, I bet you get crowded. Because, see, mall depicts high pricing. For some odd reason, the flea market, everybody thinks is cheaper. But don't be fooled. It's a marketing scheme. 
And when you said about a broker, who you want to be your broker, us or them, we run to that other man when we got money. And he robbed us faster than our own brother would. And he hide behind the fact that, oh, you didn't read the fine print. See, we trust him. And you see how far trust got us. You see what it's done to us. You see how they set us up. I laugh and I joke with Mr. On Point, and I say this all the time, with the On Point apparel. We need to start charging $500 for a shirt. Two fifty four no no five hundred for a hoodie, two fifty for a shirt, you know, five hundred for a jean jacket to say on point with a couple little uh you know emblems on it. And get uh get one of these you know, not that he's gonna allow that because of who he is. And we gotta get little Uzi Vert or one of these young sissy five young boys to wear wear it. And, and and had a price tag on it. Did it a sell. But Mr. On Point, can you get tell the people how they can reach us and tell them what we got cooking? Yeah, man. Um, wow. Going in tonight, man. Um, Did I say anything that's wrong? A good, that's a, that's. No, that's a that's a good marketing ploy. However, you know it's funny because while you were speaking, I was just putting up a text on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, you know, pretty much it it, it, it reads. Um, let me see if I did if I can get it up there. It reads. Uh, I'm convinced that hate is stronger than love. The crab in the barrel effect is stronger than black brotherhood. Ready for war. And um, I, I pretty much captioned it and said, uh, I truly want to thank all those that support me and my on-point movement and vision, and to those that secretly hate, hate on haters. Um, because it's interesting you say that, um, you know, we go get their account instead of our own, and they'll rob us before our own. Um, I'm at a double-edged sword with that, man. Our people can't be trusted for nothing, bro. Like, you know how many people I've invited to our comedy shows, people that I work with, you know, people that uh, I grew up with, you know, people that, you know, I came into contact with and, you know, built some type of, uh, what do you want, uh, associate, you know what I mean? Um, type of relationship. Um, and yeah, yeah, we know I'll come. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And never show up. Never come. But then want to tell you about some shit they went to. You know what I mean? How loud it was, yada, yada. You know what I'm saying? We don't support our own. We don't. And it's sad to say, man, as much as I try and we try to build our communities and our brotherhood back I really don't see a, a, a silver cloud at the end of a silver line at the end of the cloud, man. I think niggas is just too relaxed with being niggas. 
I think the conditioner in their hair that's soaked all the way into the brain. It ain't even it ain't even lingering in the scalp no more. It's all in the brain now. You know what I'm saying? We really hate each other. We really don't so like each other. We really it's a part it, of the agenda. It's a part of the agenda, but it's become a part of our genetic makeup. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. It's now embedded in us, you know, to that degree. You know what I'm saying? Where we uh, we click up. We're grown ass people click up. I mean, you got your, your crew that you, you know, you run with that's your crew, but what people at a job just click up? What people at, at at the little football game just click up and beef with other people? And we all out there for the same cause and we all at the job laboring and slaving for somebody else, making numbers to like, what the hell? Our mindset is so screwed. Our mentals are foul. So that's the reason why we go to the other man instead of the brother man because we don't trust our brother. We're no longer our brother's keeper. So, yeah, man, it, and, and it just hit me while you were talking because I'm just sitting there like, yo, I'm thinking about the comedy show coming. I'm thinking about the on-point apparel. I'm thinking about, like, it, it was, it's hard as hell to sell things, to sell your dream, your vision, and your passion, and your idea to those who's supposed to be on your side. Now, I'm not talking about a stranger that I see at the gas station that's black and I say, oh, you want to buy this? I ain't talking about that person. I'm talking about the people we know that we come into contact with on a daily basis, the people that speak to you and laugh and smile on your face and stab the shit out you in your back. I'm talking about the people that's supposed to be on your team at work, but when they find out you getting another job and you getting a better job and they still stuck there, they want to hate on you and start dumb shit with you to try and get you fired or try and make you quit. So that could go, it could show negatively when you go to try and get this new job. The hate is real, dog. The hate is real within our people. And it pains me because as much as that Southeast Texas nigga call her here and say, nigga, 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 I don't care. Like, I, I, he's the least of my worries. At least I know why he feel the way he feel. But I don't fucking know why our people feel the way they feel and act the way they act and do the things they do. I'm more concerned with them. If a clansman walked up to me right now, I already know to be prepared and on guard. But it's sad if a brother walk up to me and I'm hesitant and now I got my fist behind my back and the other hand ready to shake, and I don't know which one to do first. That's a problem for me. It should be a problem for all of us. So, yeah, it's going to be white privilege. You know why? Because black people can't get their shit together long enough to stop and kill white privilege. If all the black people in this city boycotted sector, sector would have to be 
forced to change their, their ideology and their 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 law their uh their affairs and how they operate. I don't care about your free metro. But we can't unite long enough to be on the same page. So there are them clansmen and them alien nations and all of them going to scream white power and scream they're the best race because they're the privileged race. They're supposed to do that, but we can't even do it and and come together to do it like we once did. So, yeah, man, it's a real topic right here, man. White privilege is definitely real, but you know what? Black hatred, black self-hatred is even real. And I know real ain't even a word, but it sounds good coming off my tongue. But I know it's even more real for people out there that's listening who might feel like, you know, Mr. On Point ain't on point at all. God, hey. People out there in Radio Land, you want to be part of this On Point movement, know three things. On Point is an attitude, a mindset, and a movement. Again, On Point is an attitude, a mindset, and a movement. Reach out to us on Facebook, On Point Enterprises, O-N-P-O-I-N-T, Enterprises, E-N-T-E-R-P-R-I-Z-I-Z. You're on Instagram, team underscore On Point 215. Again, team, T-E-A-M underscore on point two one five. If you want Twitter at Team One Point. Again, Twitter is at Team One Point. Um you can go to our website, on point two one five dot dot com. Again, that's on point two one five dot W E E B L Y dot com. You can give us a call, uh, you can give us a uh, shoot us an email with any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics you want to hear us discuss. Shoot us an email on point two one five at gmail dot com. Again, onpoint215.gmail.com. You can also, you know, shoot us a, a text or give us a call directly at 267-417-ONPT. Again, 267-417-6678. That's how you reach out to us. Become part of this on-point movement by supporting us, see what we're doing. Come out to our event. We're in a community-heavy uh, homeowner workshop. Uh, we're going to start the, the, the black empowerment movement. You know, we're trying to get our people. It ain't nothing to do with racism or race. You know I mean, it has to do with empowering our people uh, economically, socially, and, 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 and intelligently. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it's about, man. We have a youth mentor program within the community. This is what we do. We don't just talk to talk. We walk to walk. Back to you, bro. All right. Now, I got a caller on the line. Right? Can you bring in uh, Wonder Bread? I mean Wonder Drake, because I need to ask her something. I got you. I got you. We need to hear from the sophisticated lady, since you know maybe what we saying is a little too harsh, right? But I just want to know if with her now. She's been a hairstylist for I, I I don't know how long, many years, and she does the damn thing, right? I got another homie. She do her thing. She a hairstylist. She go from Delaware to New York to Philly to Jersey. Wonder Dre. She travel wherever wherever she's called upon, right? In their line of work, I know for a fact, because she takes pride in her work and what she does. 
And I guarantee you that is, I'm sorry, a white counterpart that can't do half of what she can do. But she get more of our people as clients than Wonder Dre will, only because she has the white name and the white privilege. You know what I mean? And I know what I, I, she, I, I can hear Wonder Dre screaming right now, ooh, I know you, so boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there yeah. she go. She said, why yeah. you bring that? Why you got to bring it in? Why you bring me in there like that? <laughs> you are absolutely right because you know what? Now is she is she white or is she black? Oh, my homie. Yeah. Oh no, she she's black. Right? Okay. So she got to travel. She got uh-huh. to be in New. She got to be in New York. Certain days okay. out the week. Jersey certain days out the week. Philly certain days out of the week. Delaware uh-huh. certain days out of the week. Like how you you travel all day every day. Here to right. there, here to there, here to there, here to there, and you ripping and running and doing the damn thing. But right. if you sat there and you opened up Wonder Bread's, I mean, I'm sorry, Wonder Dre's, <laughs> Wonder Dre's House of Hair or Wonder Dre's Immaculate Styles, right? Mm-hmm. And if you charged, I don't know what the going rate is, right? But I, mm-hmm. I've seen it once or twice in flyers. If you was charging $15 for a wash blowing curl, but two blocks up, it's a white woman that got a salon, and she's charging $30 for the same thing. Who are they going to? Not just <laughs> anybody. Weird. Not just anybody. Our people. Mm-hmm. Who are they going to right. go see? Mm-hmm. Why she yeah. so cheap? Why she so cheap? Oh, she probably don't know what she's doing. Right? <laughs> but if you uh-huh. get the same competitive pricing and they did come in there, they're going to be like, well, I know it's 30 but I got 25 Can I get it for 25 Or can I get it for 20 Mm-hmm. But when they go in her shop, they pay that money right off. Right. No questions exactly. asked. Whatsoever. See, mm-hmm. this is the problem that I have. We don't right. stick together. Absolutely. And you being a businesswoman, you can you speak about your, your experiences? Oh yeah, people, you know, in the business tend to they try to chunk you off when you're in the business. Period. You know, you get that every day dealing with the public. They don't want to pay. You know, they try to, you know, act like they can name their own price. And they don't realize that things take time and you went to school for this. You paid thousands of dollars to get your education. What I don't need you to do is try to chunk me off after I'm giving you my time and my educational, you know, services. So, um, you know, you got to remain firm with them. I'm like, no, um, the price is as it is. You know, sometimes you already given out a deal and they still want something for nothing. And, you know, I, I tell them in a minute, like, okay, well, you know, they, you feel like you want to jump out the chair. That's fine. Because behind that is going to be one or two more that's going to come behind you. But at the same time, don't go jumping in somebody else's chair and you done did a few visits to get that little cheap discount. And then when it got all jacked up, you want to come over here and have me to fix it. No, I'm not doing that. You stay right where you at with them, and I'm good. 
You know what I'm saying? Um, another thing is, you know, some people, they try to, you know, hook up friends and family and, you know, and friends and family be the main ones that try to do you wrong in the business. But what I don't understand, like some was just saying, you know, it be our very own people that we try to chomp you off in business. You know, why can't we just help each other out, support each other's black-owned businesses, you know, and anybody else can come together and do what they got to do. Why is it that we can't support our own people? So what if it's $5 more? You don't know what that person might be giving for $5 more. It might be a better conditioner that I'm putting in, in your hair than the people down the street. You know what I mean? But if you realize that you like the quality, then pay the $5 more. Don't be trying to tell me off $5 more because, you know, because you see that so-and-so had it for 25 and so you want it for 25 So, oh, I'm not going to pay her 30 I'm going to pay her 25 because they got it down the street. I don't need you to threaten this? me. Yeah. How about this? How about this, Wonder Dre? See, uh-huh. I learned this. I learned this from having sisters. Okay? Uh-huh. You going, now, this old school, you got to go with me on this one. You going right. to see... You going to see a woman that say she know how to do hair. I'm talking about the other woman. Uh-huh. And they don't even know that you got growing hands. Right. Exactly. Uh, did, I, did I go back on you with the growing Okay. Hands? That's uh, old school. Because, see, see? All, the, all, the, all the conditioners and the things that you're using is all natural. She, right. she, going, she, going, to, she going to family dollar. Uh-huh. Right. And she buys uh-huh. whatever's on sale as the shampoo and the conditioner. And you know what? That's yeah. usually true. That's usually true. Half of the time, and people need to understand this out here, when you see stuff that's like, on, like if you see a hair salon that's giving you a $20 discount, that's because they buy whatever house shampoo and conditioner that's on sale. And people don't know that you can get a big gallon of shampoo for three ninety nine at Sally's Beauty Supply. And you can get a big gallon of conditioner for four ninety nine or five ninety nine. Now, if I don't put a whole gallon, you know how many hands I could do at twenty dollars. I'm not yeah. even taking a loss at that point. How about this though? Mm-hmm. You go ahead and they buy that big gallon at three ninety nine, right? Mm-hmm. Three ninety nine for the shampoo, three ninety nine for the conditioner. Now they go ahead and splurge, right? And buy the, mm-hmm. buy buy an expensive one that come in a smaller bottle. And all they mm-hmm. do is refilling that bottle, faking you out, thinking you're getting this high yep. pollutant. Did I, Absolutely. Am I right? Yep. Right? What's, ain't and, wrong and with I've been there. Ain't nothing yes. wrong with cream of nature? Yes. You I remember I mean? working... Yes, I remember working in a hair salon where the owner had, he used to save a lot of the big, you know, like um, containers and, the, you know, the big name um, bottles and stuff like that because he used to have us to fill up the cheaper brand stuff into that stuff. And I was like, I'm not doing that because that's so dishonest, you know, and charging the people the regular price. And half the time he would sit there and mix some perms. Like if he had ran out of... um like a, a relaxer or something, he would mix something like regular mixed with um with mild, so that way it would equal out to be super or you know what I mean or something that's like in between texture, just so that way he can make the money instead of just going out to the store and just buying the regular you know relaxer that he needed. Right. You know, and, and people is, do stuff like that. Yeah, it's common. Yeah, but see, this is 
See, this is what we need to wake up to. Yeah. And the white and the white privilege, right? See, we need to know. See, the way to combat the white privilege is to educate yourself on the game that they trying to run on us. Correct. See, they've been they've been running game on us for so long, right? Now, mm-hmm. for my for my fellas out there, you know what I mean? Like Mr. On Point, DJ Chill, y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. You remember we was young boys. Alright, now I'm I'm going I'm telling I'm telling on myself real heavy. Right? Mm-hmm. I remember when we used to remember the hustler boots? Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Them joints that never kept your feet warm. Right. You freezing in them, but they look good. You can change style, right? Right. And for some of us that didn't have it, it was a store. It was a store, a shoe store called Favor. I remember that. Yes. Right. And we got boots and shoes from Favor. Right. Now, mm-hmm. as we got a little older, we got a little status. Remember, you know, it was a couple people out there. They said, "Yeah, don't get them boots that slip and slide. Get the one with the tree on the side." We were spending mm-hmm. all this money buying Timberlands. Timberlands, Timberlands, Timberlands. And then Timberland came out and said, I don't buy that. I don't make my stuff for y'all. Right. I make it for the working man. But yet mm-hmm. and still, the majority of the people that were buying it, because if you went, like, I went to school on Broad Street. I went to, I went to Ben Franklin High School. Right? Okay. All the boys at Roman Catholic, they used to right. wear chuckers, the black ones, because they didn't want to wear shoes, but they could get away with the boots because it was black, or they wore the uh, burgundy or brown ones, like that, mm-hmm. right? or the or the low-top Reeboks that was black, and they just had their pants cover them. Can't do that nowadays because these young boy pants are so tight, they cut off the circulation at the ankles, but that's another story. Ain't you know that uh-huh. we, are, we are the biggest consumers out here, mm-hmm. right? Like I said, you, uh, what's, 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 um, damn it, damn it, damn it. I think it's um, is ne- Nexus is something big in in the hair with shampoo, right? Yes. Uh huh. Right. Now you can go and get a bottle of shampoo, and I remember this: get a bottle of shampoo and a bottle of conditioner of Nexus, right? Okay. And and the conditioner has uh, what's that keratin in it? Right. Or something like that. That's supposed uh-huh. to you know soften your hair up and detangle it and all of that. I'm going back right. when I used to have when I used to have braids, right? Uh-huh. A bottle of shampoo and conditioner costs you fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. But do you know if you went out and bought that five ninety nine cream of nature and bought a single bottle of keratin and you groomed your hair and combed it and trained it, it could be just as soft. Exactly. Just as Detangled as that fifty dollars shit you just bought. Correct. See, all they do is they put. See, when we see a big price tag on it, we assume, and you know what happens when you assume, right? That is better. It's not better. Right. We have to educate ourselves to what's going on out here. Right. To what's being what's being what's being forced down our throats. You know. I see young boys out here with Gucci belts, right? Iron right. And, and all, all, you know, Louis Vuitton and all of this. You know what? I can have that shit too. Mm-hmm. If I was li- if I was living in my mama basement. Oh, did you say that? Yes, you did. 
And that's the truth. That's if the I truth. That's why in, they can afford if that. Living, if I was living in my mama's basement on a twin bed, watching a a a, a thirteen inch DVD VCR combo, mm-hmm. right? I could afford all that too. Oh yeah. And see, and see, that goes back to one of your shows. See, that's why that's why you can't go to their house. Right. You know what I mean? They always got to come to your house. Cause right. They in they in their mama basement. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Sleeping down there. See, and they ain't got they ain't got to worry about you know you know basements get chilly. Right. Right. But you know how they combat uh-huh. that? They turn the dryer on and take the hose off the back, heat the whole basement up. Mm. See, nonsense. Right. See, we got to do better. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And 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 we we got to stop downgrading ourselves. Okay. We don't like he said. We don't stick together. Like I said earlier in the show. Okay. Everybody is praying for Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Pray for Las Vegas. Fifty-eight right. people were killed. Now, I say this. A life loss is a life loss. I don't take that lightly. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let me, I want you to understand something. It was a country western concert. That one incident has overshadowed all of the census killings that the police and other authorities have committed on black individuals, male and female. Wow. That one shooting, it's been getting pressed for the last week or so. You've not seen anything. Mm-hmm. You just had a young man that they, they do you hear anything about Kanika Jenkins anymore? I know that faded right out too. Yep. Young woman that ran it that, that that died. Now now this is the killer. This is the killer. Okay. Mm-hmm. She died in the freezer that wasn't even cold. Mm. Because the kitchen wasn't in use. So how did she well, die in the freezer? Mm. So you gotta think about these things that they put forth. Right. How this man if you ever as I said, I've been to Vegas. And if you haven't been to Vegas, you can go to any casino. They have a security team that sit up there and they watch nothing but monitors from every angle of the casino. And if wow. there's a hotel involved, it's the floors of the hotel. This man allegedly shot a security guard before he started shooting out the window. Wow. Well, he didn't call for help. Right. Nobody saw this man bringing all this, yes, all this shit into the whole, into the building. That's crazy. What, what, what's going on? And mm. if you now, you know, I always say this: don't just trust my word. Do it yourself. Mm-hmm. You can go on YouTube, look up the Vegas shooting conspiracy, and they have a witness that was shot there. And he said the bullet didn't come from up above. It came from somebody else in the crowd. Oh, wow. Yeah. And did you see this fool-ass president that we had, the one guy that got shot? He went to his hotel room. I mean, he went to the hospital room, 
and the guy got up and hugged Trump. Oh, please. You got to be shitting me. <laughs> okay, for real. When you now now before before this moron got in office, uh-huh. the worst thing we thought was 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 President Bush. Uh-huh. Even he went to certain places, and he's helping out with disaster relief. You don't hear nothing else about Puerto Rico. Fair enough. You don't hear nothing about you don't hear nothing about Florida. You don't hear nothing about Houston no more. That shit ain't cleaned up. Nope. When are they going to do something about the water in Flint, Michigan? That's right. Been going on, that's been going on for over seven years. Mm-hmm. You know, they had, that big, they had that big fun. Oh, we sending water. We sending water. That lasted 30 days. You think you send enough water? They've been going for this for seven years. You think you send enough water in 30 days that could help seven years? Hmm. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly and truly, I'm ready to, I'm ready to load up. I'm about to, I'm about to do what the Beverly Hillbillies did, and I ain't out shooting for, no, I ain't out shooting for no food. I ain't going, you know, ain't no oil coming up. I'm, I'm going to Canada. I know that's right. Wait, and a lot of people said that when Trump came into office. <laughs> they was like, I'm moving to Canada. <laughs> wow, you get free health care. You don't have wow. to be a polit you don't have to be a politician and and have to be a child of a politician to get the top notch medicine and Medicare and get um uh free free tuition. If you go to Canada and you are under a, you don't make a certain amount of money, you go to school for free as well. Ah, uh. all the big universities all all around the world, you they have a tuition free setup. Not here. Not here. Uh. And we supposed My. to be the richest richest country. We only rich because we make the money, but we owe it to so many people. How are we? Uh, We'll feed you to death, but we won't give you no medical. <laughs> hey, you see, wait, a minute, wait a minute. You think about it like this. What? See, one of the biggest problems that I have with this white privilege thing is we are so into, oh, my God, those people over there are being, they're being oppressed. What about the oppression right here? Uh-huh. How is it that you have to almost have, you have to have two adults working, Two full-time jobs. Someone has to have a part-time job just to make ends meet in this country. Mm-hmm. Sad. It's sad. You have to go, like I said, you got to go to work from 9 to 5 and from 6 to whenever just to make ends meet. Pretty much. To survive. You got politicians out here making Money, hand over fist, and they ain't doing nothing for your community. You got these <laughs> athletes out here that can sign a $200 million contract for five years. Wow. Okay. What about the teachers? Mm-hmm. That are out here educating the youth that don't have supplies, and then you wonder why we can't get anywhere. <clears throat> 
They don't have textbooks. You got to run copies on them. Everything has to be printed, handwritten. You got to show everything on a projector overhead and all of that. These schools nowadays, they don't even have blackboards anymore. They got the dry erase boards. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Since when, I mean, don't get me wrong, towards my end of my school year, yeah, you had to put metal detectors in school. But these kids ain't coming to school with guns and weapons no more. They coming to school. You got six-year-old kids coming, coming to school with drugs. And a lot of them. Hmm. See, it gets played on the news. It gets said, something gets said about it. But I guarantee you, if this was at uh, Great Valley, at one of these high schools, and that happened, oh my, shut down the county. <laughs> they got to shut down everything. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't. We we are not we are not privileged. The only way we can become privileged is we have to educate ourselves. It takes each one to reach one to teach one. Right. We got to spread. We got we got to we got to talk. If we, if we do have corporate jobs or we work where it's a lot of people, that we got to talk more at the water cooler, not about what the hell happened on Empire and <laughs> Stars. And all this nonsense. Talk about what they was talking about on, on point last night. No, you don't want to do that. You don't want to educate nobody. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. You want to go out here and spend this money. You want to go to because because they got what's what's. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm old. So uh, what's that? <laughs> Vidal Vidal Sassoon used to have. Uh, salons all over the country, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you want to go to Vidal Sassoon and get uh, get your hair washed, blow dried, and curled for seventy five dollars. Wow! Where you got to go? You got to go to them and wait in line. Well, one drink can set you up an appointment at eleven o'clock. They be out your house by. And be out your house by eleven thirty. Okay. Your hair done. Talk. And she yeah. will show you how to wrap it when yeah. you go to sleep at night. They will right. show you how to wrap your hair. Mm-hmm. And if That's you're a repeat right. customer, you never know. Wonder Dre might throw in one of them little silk scarves, so you ain't got to sleep with your with your fist under your chin and keep sliding off waking up. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, how y'all, you know how y'all do when y'all get your hair done. Y'all want no oh, yeah. Y'all just sit you there like that. I ain't gonna, I'm going to keep my head up. You know what I mean? But we got to learn, people. It's so many it's so many great shows on, on point that you need to just sit back, listen to the archives. Go through the archives. I'll put a challenge out there for anybody. If you listen to any on point show, any one of the hosts, any one of the hosts, I can guarantee you, you can't go through our laundry list of our body of work that we got out there. I guarantee you, you can't say that you don't like three shows on any one of our on any one of our shows. You can't say oh, I ain't like I, three shows back on any three shows. You you can't say you don't like three shows 
Because, see, there's something for everybody on it. You think about it. It starts off with Sunday. Sophisticated ladies. Yes. Wonder Dre. Uh-huh. On Monday, we got Mr. On Point, a.k.a. Mr. Controversy. On Tuesdays, we got Soul Sister number one. See the lady on our joint. Wednesdays, you got me. Mr. I can't believe he said that. On Thursday, you got the DJ known as Chill with his thoroughbred. On, on Thursdays, Fridays, it's a round table where we talk about any and everything. And then the end of weekend, oh, my goodness, the end of the, end of the week, put your feet up. Get you a glass of wine, right? Now, if uh-huh. you're old school, get that album cover out. Now, I'm going old school. Get that album cover out, sift through the seeds. You know what I'm saying? And listen to Miss T is queen, the poetry palace. Elevate your mind because she gives you a lot of knowledge in her poetry. She be dropping it. So you ain't got to, if you don't want to get all jazzy and, and hear any, any uh, you don't want nobody preaching to you or not preaching, but, you know, talking at you, sit back and listen to some smooth poetry. But I guarantee you, the ones that's talking to you, pay attention. We got a lot to say. I want to thank everybody that tuned in tonight. I really want to thank y'all so much. You know what I mean, I've been under the weather. You know what I mean? Uh, shout out to all my, you know, my co-hosts out there. You know what I mean? I might not have said nothing on your shows the last few days, but I was there and I was listening. You know what I mean? I just started getting my voice back. You can see it's a little raspy. I'm not my normal self. I'm coughing. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get better. But I'm there. Even if I don't say nothing, I'm listening. And if you don't think I was listening, you can call me. I can reiterate anything from your show. It's like, no, I'm just playing. You know how we do. You know what I mean? We all stick together. It's a movement here. It's a mind state, an attitude, and a movement here at On Point. So to combat the white privilege, I need all my brothers and sisters to stay woke and to educate yourself with the laws and the guidelines that they put in place. Because those that are trying to enforce the law, they don't know shit about the law. And when you question them, they don't like the confrontation. They'll say, go, please. They don't want to deal with you. You know what I mean? One thing I do want to shout out to the people out there is East Virginia is a faithful, faithful caller on everybody's show. You know what I mean? I just want to shout out East Virginia. I, I'm a, I can speak for every host that's on on point. We see you, and we respect you, and we appreciate everything that you do, right? We got uh, northern, middle, Tennessee on the line. I hear you. I see you listening. You know what I mean? Thank you. You know, DJ Chill, Mr. On Point, Wonder Dre, you know, I greatly appreciate y'all being here and spending time with your brother. You know what I mean? It ain't nothing but love and respect for me. You know what I mean? And uh, Mr. On Point, 
just tell them how they can follow us one more time, and we're going to take it on home. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. My fault, my fault. Do you have any last words that you would like to say on our topic tonight and how you feel? Um, all I want to say, man, is that I'm going to be honest with you. I can't worry about white privilege no more until, you know, black folks stop being niggas and start being, you know, black brothers and sisters again. You know what I mean? See, while we, the only time we want to have some type of unity is at a funeral, at a wedding, or when something racist occurs. But if it ain't nothing racist occurred, you know what I mean? Ain't no wedding or no funeral, you don't see people. You don't talk to people. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, a oh, lot of things bad tonight, man. One more, one more. Right, go ahead. One more. You left one thing out. A free, a free barbecue. You left a free barbecue. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You right, you right. Unless something, not even a barbecue. If anything, they ain't giving out free. You know what I'm saying? Anything giving out free. Then you come out in droves and in the masses. Again, our mindset is, is skewed, man. And I just want to add one of the reasons why I do overstand. You know, they say this all the time. I was I was talking to a sister about the comedy show the other day, and she was like, so what time is going to start? I said, the door's open at 8, show start at 9. She was like, so you saying the show going to start at 11? You know black folks don't ever start at no time. And to some degree, she could be right. There's a lot of places, you know, black-owned places that don't open on time. You know what I'm saying? Don't start this event on time. You know, a lot of times the, 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 we were talking about the hair salon and the barbershops. You know, a lot of sisters get mad when they take their sons to the barbershop because they do. You know, barbershop is where you, you go. You have that barbershop talk. But at the same time, it's slowing down the process of heads getting in and heads getting out. And the same is true for the hair salon. You know what I mean? Sisters coming in, they get their hair down, hair in there all day. They go in there at 3 o'clock, leave at 11, 12 at night. You know what I'm saying? So we got to get our itch together. If we want people to come to us and not go to the other, then we got to get our stuff together. You know what I mean? So I'm always one for self-checking before we get into, you know, anything else. We got to check ourselves first. All right. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Uh, DJ Chill, you got any last comments? Um, yeah. Um, oh, shoot. Wait a minute. A lot of noise. David, somebody got a lot of noise. Yeah. Mute your phone. Mute your phone. Yeah, mute your damn phone. Yo, nigga, mute your phone. Damn. <sighs> Hello? Yeah. What the freak, man? Hold on. Let me let me say something Uh-oh. to you, man. You didn't got him First of all, this is a radio station, a radio network. I'm going to need you to calm the fuck down and act like you got some type of professionalism to you. You know what I'm saying? That's Are you kidding me? unnecessary on air. Things happen. What? You know what I'm saying? That's unnecessary, bro. That's unnecessary. Yo, I couldn't even talk. How unnecessary is that? Word. Give your last words, man. Give your last words. Damn. 
But that's anyway, the last time that occurs on this network. All right, that's why I said mute your phone. But, yo, what I was going to talk about was tomorrow's show. I was going to make up a topic called Quiz Wiz and just, you know, have fun doing quizzes. Everybody come up with, a, you know, a question. We play Quiz Wiz and see who could answer it. And then, now I don't know what to think about. I, I, I'm stuck right now, so I don't know what I'm going to say tomorrow, what the topic is going to be for tomorrow. But Quiz Wiz was right there. It sounded like it's a little fun challenge type of thing. But until then, I don't know. But back to this thing. Um, you ever notice that if a white person gives you something and they prestige, that you appreciate it more than if a black person gave it to you? Why the hell is that? I don't know. Why people don't give me nothing but a hard time? Why Why do we appreciate more things if it comes from, you know, Caucasians that do when we get it from our own guy? I, I, I still can't figure that one out. Because we be like, oh, man. You know, you cherish, you make sure it don't break, all types of stuff. Get better, I'll get another one. Really? We got to get out of that mentality, too. We have mad issues. But anyway, right. that's about that it. be a show for tomorrow. Yeah. No, nah, that's a short show. <laughs> <laughs> that's short. <laughs> but, yeah, go back on, man. I'm free willing. All right. Wonder Dre, can I get the last topic, last comments from you? The super superb hairstylist that you are, and how they can find you and uh, utilize your services. Uh oh, did we lose Wonder Dre? The Wonder Bread leader building. Well, once again. I want to thank everybody, you know what I mean, that came out, listened tonight. And I'm going to take it home. I don't know. This song, at first, I, I didn't really like this song, but this song is, like, kind of growing on me. And since I ain't been hearing it on the radio, you know, I'm not a radio dude, so since I've been not hearing it on the radio, I, I play it a lot more myself. So I'm going to take us out with this one right here.
I'm on point. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.